1: What if it was possible to get local fresh groceries sent right to your door? You could read so much celebrity gossip with all that free time. Instacart connects you with a personal shopper in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. In times like this, leaving your house less is a win. You can shop multiple stores, get great deals, and receive orders in as little as one hour. Your shopper picks the freshest produce, and they keep your eggs safe as well. And for listening to our show, you can get free delivery on your first order over $35 by following the link in our show description and you help support the show. So win-win, Instacart, never set foot in a grocery store again. Hey guys, welcome back. It's your girl Shanice
0: and Destiny.
1: We have a great show for you today. We um are gonna be talking about hair, so let's do it. Stay tuned. <laughs> Destiny, pay attention. We're recording the podcast. Oh my gosh, I am. right guys like i said we're back um we are doing this virtually again hopefully this time it'll be a little better we know last week there was some issues with destiny's mic and we didn't realize that her mic wasn't being wasn't working until literally the last segment of the show so there's that Mm -hmm. but um hopefully uh we don't have that issue this time like i said we're still working out the kinks this is our third show doing it virtually so hopefully by the 6th and 7th, we'll be professionals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, so we're going to um, be talking about hair today and our journey with hair and hair discovery. I don't know. <laughs> Every, I think, black girl has that, like, epiphany when it comes to their hair that, like, it's it's different than, like, if you're a white person with, you know, growing up. Yeah. Your relationship with your hair. Um like just starting for me. I mean, I, so a little background on me and Destiny. Our mom is mixed. Um, She's mixed with white and black. And then our dad is black. And so for the most part, I would say that we have a texture that is like in between four, I mean, three B, three C, and maybe a little bit of four A. So like, it's not like kinky, kinky. Sorry you guys. <laughs> she's playing with the cat right now. So um so it's not kinky kinky hair but it it can be it can get it can get dry and tangled really easily and so and it's it's also really thick.
0: And yes.
1: um so uh growing up for me my mom because she's of mixed race really never had like the same experience with hair that's a little bit more thicker, that's a little bit more kinkier. It's a little more kinkier, I should say. And um, then because her hair is obviously a lot finer and the texture is just different. So growing up, she didn't really have any like experience dealing with hair like mine. I mean, her mom braided her hair when she was younger, but her mom never taught, our grandma never taught her how to braid. So like <laughs> my mom didn't know how to handle my hair, especially when I was younger and like when you're a black kid, a, a black girl, you for the most part of your elementary, like from as soon as your hair starts to grow past like your ears or something, your your parents put your hair in hair in braids yeah. or plaits or whatever. And so um, m- my mom did not know how to handle my hair at that age and I don't think that's just a mixed mom thing I think a lot of moms probably at least in my time growing up I think that they just was like it's a, black hair is a lot of a lot of maintenance to deal with it's it's not like you can't most of the time just wash it and go out the house or whatever so yeah so like I said mom she didn't know how to like handle my hair because of she just didn't have that experience, and I think a lot of black moms at that time had, like, the same feeling. I mean, like, you know, it was just hard to maintain black hair um, sometimes, you know, and so, like, at that point, you know, I remember my hair being, like, super long and thick, and I remember one of my favorite elementary school pictures was, like, one the one time that my mom let me go to school with, like, my hair blown, dried out and, like, not in braids and stuff like that, and, like, it, my hair was down my back. But because of that, like, because my mom didn't know how to do my hair, she didn't know how to maintain it. She didn't know how to braid it. And it's ex- it could get really pricey to get your hair braided every three, you know, three two two to three weeks or whatever, you know. Yeah. And so my mom did what a lot of moms did to black kids, black little girls. And she permed, permed or relaxed my hair. And you know for people who don't know what a relaxer is it is a chemical that is put into your hair that uh changes the structure of a curl so it makes it straight so it will make your hair super straight and um and easier to flat iron easier to blow dry um i don't know if it necessarily makes it easier to uh braid but i guess it can but like it just it's easier to Manage. Maintain. Yeah, manage when your hair is relaxed for um, somebody who has kinky, coily texture. And that was where my mom went wrong, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? When I
0: was growing up, um, I think since she had a little more experience, um, I do remember getting a perm maybe like once. I don't think I got a perm as many times as you did. But Mm -hmm. I... Definitely think I do remember getting a perm one time. But when I was younger, by that time, our mom was more, like, financially stable. So I got my hair braided, like, professionally a lot. Definitely, like, middle school, late elementary, I definitely always got my hair braided by somebody. So my hair didn't really – it wasn't as damaged, but I also wasn't really wearing it, like, just naturally curly. Mm -hmm. And then I definitely think, like, growing up – well. Where we grew up at, it's pretty mixed, like race or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, growing up, it was just kind of like looked down upon, like to wear just like your hair, like just naturally curly. Like it was kind of like that's untamed. So a lot of times, so it was a lot of just getting your hair done just so you would look more like tamed. I guess. Yeah,
1: I I think. I think. Yeah, definitely. This was before, like, the natural hair movement where everybody was like, you know, we're done, you know, kill the relaxers, relaxers are canceled and, you know, they were proud of wearing their natural hair. Like, this is before that whole thing happened again, you know. Um, And I have to agree. I mean, even before, like, with you... It what you know the town that we were in has had become a lot more mixed. But me growing up in elementary school, it was not like that. At least in the district, the part of the district that I was in, I would every year up until I transferred schools in fourth grade, I was like one, the one black girl in the class. Maybe right. there might have been another girl, but it was either me and one other person, or me and one other black boy. Like I was, it was just us, and so you know, (laughs) having that diff, like, I don't, to me, that made me quite apparent that I was different than my classmates was because I couldn't just come to school with a ponytail in my hair or, or a ponytail or my hair just down. Like I had to go to school with braided hair or at that point, my mom finally straightened it. And so I, you know, I was able to wear my hair, you know, straight down or in ponytails but like for the most part it was either braided or whatever but I think I remember with you Destiny though you got technically I guess I remember my mom she did give you like a perm but then she like switched over to what was supposed to be the more healthier option which was a texturizer
0: yeah. which is
1: supposed to be like less I guess there's less lye in it or whatever I think that's the active ingredient and, per- and relaxers I keep referring to them as perms because growing up that's what they were called in my household. But perms and relaxers are technically different. Perms actually do the opposite. They make your hair curly. Um, but relaxers relax your hair, so they make it sh- um, straight. And um, and uh, that was supposed to be, like, the better option than, like, getting a regular relaxer. It was a texturizer or whatever. And uh, I just remember... Uh, Like, yeah, I mean, getting them and then my hair got so short. I remember at one point, because that's what, like, relaxers do. Like, they break your hair. Like, unless you're maintaining it every day, making sure you're putting on a scarf and all this stuff, relaxers can do a lot of damage to your hair. I mean, it's like like, putting a chemical in your hair to, like, alternate alternate how it grows out of your head. And uh, if you're not good at maintaining your hair then it will break off and my hair broke off. Like I went from having hair that was like touching my butt to hair that was like just below like my, like hitting my chin. Like that's how, like in the time, like it didn't all happen at one time. Like I would say between getting my first relaxer probably like in third grade to about seventh grade, my hair got so, like was so short. Like it was like at my chin or whatever. And uh, because, you know, We didn't know how to handle, like we didn't know what to do with my hair. We didn't know, like, you know, if it wasn't in braids, like I had to straighten, like I had to put it in a ponytail, I had to straighten, I had to flat iron, I had to curl like I like my hair had so much damage from relaxers and heat to try to make it look as you said, quote unquote, tamed so that it didn't look, you know, nappy, you know, the term, which is like I think, which is a word that people are taking back now. Like if you're, cause back then, if you said someone had nappy hair, like that was kind of like an insult now. Yeah. yeah. But now it's like, you know, it's just, it's kind of, it's still not like the nicest thing to say to somebody, but they're taking it, they're kind of taking back the word as like my hair is, my hair nappy, but that's, that's, that's the culture. Like that's who I am, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um. I think I yeah, I definitely remember going through like my hair breaking off. And at that point, I'm not even really sure what happened to my hair. Because like I said, I always had braids until I got older. And then when I got older, I finally did like I straightened my hair, I got my hair straightened a lot more. And I just remember one specific day. I think this is when you first started your natural hair journey. I just remember you and mom just basically telling me my hair was very ugly. Okay, I don't think you guys said, like, your hair is ugly. But you guys was like, Destiny, your hair is very damaged. And I remember you guys trying to convince me to cut my hair so that I could start it over. And I remember being like, I'm not going to cut my hair. But I think eventually, I don't remember if I cut it or eventually I just started going natural too. Mm -hmm. But I do remember in middle school, that's when I, um, first started like going natural and I would always wear my hair up in like a puff because Mm -hmm. that's really all I knew how to do with my hair at that time. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that because I think, what I don't remember what happened. I think it was at that point, mom didn't know what to do, like what to do with your hair because like You know, you didn't want braids sometimes, but then like you had straightened it and it wouldn't like lay lay flat or it was just always something wrong. Like, yeah, do it what you wanted to do. And I remember talking to her about it and being like, it's because it's so damp. Like, she needs to like not, she needs to start over. And I think that was like right around, like you said, that was around the time that I did my quote unquote, quote, big chop, which was when I, uh, which was not really a big chop. I only got it, like, I just cut my hair into like a, um a a bob pretty much um cuz at that point i had stopped getting relaxers for about i want to say like a year mm-hmm. and so a lot of my hair had like a lot of the relaxer had grown out not all of it obviously but a lot of it had grown out but like there were the ends were still really like straggly and like clearly a different texture than the top of my hair so that's when i went ahead and 'Cause I knew I wasn't gonna cut my hair bald. Like I wasn't gonna go bald. Like I wasn't gonna right. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do a straight I mean a, a, a big chop where my hair was like super short or whatever. Like I knew I was never gonna do that. So that's part of the reason why I let my hair grow out and then uh and then I got it cut really short and I think around that time I was like, Oh, I'm on this journey. I know what I'm doing. She's gonna make everybody go natural. (laughs) So you know everybody (laughs) on their hair. (laughs) I was like, So she you know, she wants her hair to grow long. I mean, look at this. Like she needs to go ahead and just Cut it, and I remember we yeah we had to convince. Yeah, you. Yeah, I really
0: think I actually got bullied into going natural because I think <laughs> Denise went natural and she wanted to take someone on the ride with her, <laughs> and I got bullied I into knew, it.
1: No, I just knew you were not happy with how your hair was, and you yeah. wanted it to be longer, and you couldn't we couldn't figure out you couldn't figure out why it wasn't growing, and I was like, because she needs to stop getting relaxers. They're they're, yeah. they're killing her hair, and so. I mean, yes, yeah, so after that, we we you did, I think, go more natural. And I feel like it too, it made you stronger <laughs> because now I feel like you know how to do your hair and take care of your hair way better than I did at your age. And still yeah, now, like, you know, because it gave you, it gave you, you know, you started to figure out what's best for your hair. You learn how to style your hair like you, 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 you took it and you made it, you know,
0: Yeah, going natural is probably one of the best things I ever did with my hair because my hair has probably been the long is the longest it's been like probably ever in life, and yeah, and I always get compliments on my hair and stuff. So I I like being natural, but I don't think it was really my decision when it first started to happen,
1: (laughs) for sure. Yeah, and my my reasoning is kind of sad too. Like it wasn't necessarily I don't know it wasn't necessarily like something that I like had said on doing like originally but I think what happened so what happened was it's kind of gonna be sad but so um I used to get my hair relaxed all like all the way up until college I mean by, about junior year uh, or see junior sophomore year like that's how long I like was getting my hair relaxed mm-hmm. and the lady who used to relax my hair her name was Miss Jackie and she you know she she was a family friend, and so she used to do it all the time for me, either for free or for, like, cheap. Like, I didn't have... And I was in college, you know, I didn't have, was making a lot of money. And so, like, she went and did my hair. And She always used to tell me whenever I wanted to go get my hair done that I needed to stop getting relaxed. She's like, your hair would be so pretty if you just stop relaxing your hair. Like, you should just do it. But she would still relax because she knew that's what I wanted to do. That's mm-hmm. the best way that I knew how to take care... Like, how to handle and do my hair and stuff like that was to get it relaxed. And unfortunately, she passed away from cancer. And I remember the last time that I had spoken to her, I had talked to her, you know, we were talking about getting my hair done and stuff like that. And she told me, you know, that we, you know, she was trying to set something up for me to get it done. I remember it was like, right before school starting back up. And uh, she had to postpone on me, she canceled on me. And I was just like, I was cool. It was whatever, you know, and Especially considering I was getting it done for free, like I wasn't gonna sit there and complain about someone not having time to do my hair for free, you know and mm-hmm. so and then I later found out that she um was diagnosed with um ovarian cancer, and so she got really sick and uh she ended up passing away and so as part of that, I never went back to anyone to get my hair relaxed and I think and a part of it was because you know, she always wanted me to do that for myself. And she was the one who did it for me for so long. And I just was like, I I, I think I'm going to do it. Like, I think I'm going to stop relaxing my hair and just go natural because this is what Miss Jackie always wanted from me. And I, uh, you know, I don't want to get it done by anybody else. And so I, I went natural and I remember when I first was doing like going, thinking about, you know, going and doing it, I was like asking everybody, okay, what kind of products do you use? How do you do this? How do you just? I was watching so many YouTube videos on how to twist your hair, how to do Bantu knots, how to, you know, you know, all these other things I learned how to try to do. I did my own braids one time before, not successfully. Uh I ended up having to get my college roommate to come and help me because I could not finish it. Um, <laughs> But basically, I went on this journey by myself because my mom is natural, but but by by default, like yeah, by like mom, <laughs> her hair
0: texture is very um, yeah, it's very it's not as thick as ours at all, yeah. and mm-hmm. she literally just washes her hair, throw moisturizer in yeah. it, and she can be out the door. Yeah, so it's like
1: the type she couldn't the- really relate like curls. Yeah, like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like us. And so I had to like go on this whole thing by myself. And, um, and I mean, like I said, it it, 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 it's all for the better because I do like how my hair looks now. Like I, I used to wear my, like over the summertime in high school, I would not get a relaxer all summer long. And I would wash my hair, go to the beach, and I would wear my hair, quote unquote, curly, which was like, Crinkled. waves yeah, yeah. Crinkles. <laughs> when you have <laughs> a relaxer and so I was just like taking in so I was like always thought that when my hair was washed and like not you know in the wavy form when it was relaxed I always thought my hair was looked nice and I liked it like that too so it wasn't like and so while I was like you know when I was going to relax going natural. It's like, hopefully my hair texture is what I imagine it always being. And it, it, I mean, it is, I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm fortunate to, you know, enough to really appreciate how my hair looks now and stuff like that. And so, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, at first, like, I look at back at pictures when I first started going at natural, and I thought that those first couple times I did twists or bantu knots, I thought I was doing something then. I was like, girl, honey, like, it looked yeah. so sad and pathetic because my hair was still partially relaxed, yeah. and so it was doing weird stuff. But, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just remember after that talk, I kind of went natural middle school, and then, uh, like, Towards freshman year of high school, that's when I kind of went back to straightening my hair. But at that time, I wasn't doing like a relax or anything. I was just getting my hair straightened. Um, So it's still damaging, but it wasn't as bad because I wasn't really putting chemicals in my hair. And then this is when I really went natural because I went to go get my hair straightened. At the same place I always went to get my hair straightened. Mm-hmm. And I remember that time I wanted to cut my hair a little bit. Mm-hmm. She went, you know how hairdressers are. They go scissor happy. Yeah. And she went scissor happy with my hair and like cut it really short. And I just mm-hmm. remember being so sad. And I remember mom telling me I look like a mushroom because I had it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I always had to wear it in the side part because I didn't want to look like a mushroom. Mm-hmm. And so then after that, um, our mom started going through stuff with her hair because she was getting her hair straightened. Like every two weeks, which mm-hmm. wasn't what she was normally doing, and so her hair became damaged, and she had to cut her hair and off. Her
1: hair was dyed too, I think. Yeah,
0: it. she was getting it dyed too. Yeah, um, like bleached, bleached and stuff. Yeah. So her hair was damaged, and she had to do the big chop. And she did like the big chop, big chop, because our mom has always had long hair, and she cut it off, and it was really short. And then that's I think when I finally was like, okay, I'm just going to go natural. And it was oh my God. it was so uh looking back at it now, it was so ugly because mm-hmm. it was just so short and my curl texture is it's kind of I have kind of tighter curls. Mm-hmm. So, it was just kind of like like it wasn't even passing my ears when it was wet. <laughs> and but that's when I finally decided to go natural because mom kind of banned us from going to that um <laughs> Dominican. <laughs> the <laughs> dominicans anyways yeah. so i wasn't getting my hair straightened, mm-hmm. and so yeah that's when i finally decided to go natural and that's when i learned everything and all the products i needed and everything and now i kind of i'm like a natural hair product mm-hmm. hoarder i will yeah. go to the store and buy stuff i don't even know what it does
1: and i'll <laughs> buy it just because if I so feel like it would work. natural break.
0: curly hair. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and to go back to what Destiny said, Dominican hair salons, uh, there's nothing wrong with them. I still go to them every now and then when I want my hair to be straightened. Because yeah, because they, they you, do it good. Yeah, they get it really straight. But the reason why it could be very damaging is because I don't know what kind of blow dryers they buy, but it's like max heat. Yeah, <laughs> super max heat. Like to the point when like... They- it yes. burns you when you're like getting your hair blow and Like you're getting right.
0: they blow dry it so straight that you could literally just walk out, walk out. just yeah. by getting it blow
1: dry mm-hmm. They get it so straight, yeah. And so and they'll they'll so the the ones that I've gone to anyways, where they'll they'll wash your hair, they'll put you on a underneath the dryer that's supersonic hot, and then mm-hmm. they'll take it out. Then they'll take you. Well, first, okay, let me go back. So they'll wash your hair. They'll put it in rollers put you mm-hmm. under a supersonic hair dryer, then take you out of the hair dryer. Your hair is basically sh- almost straight at that point, even just taking them <laughs> yeah. out of the curlers. And then they blow dry it straight, which and makes they it... go in with the straight. Yeah. And then they go in with the with the flat iron. So like there's like three different types of heat like times that you're sitting yeah. under like super hot heat. And it gets it it gets it straight. But it is very damaging if you're getting it done every two Especially weeks. Especially
0: when you're getting, like, colored and bleached. Because yeah. our mom's hair, well, now it's, like, a ginger color. But
1: mm. she was
0: getting it get bleached, like, kind of like a blondish type of color. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was just a lot of heat. And then I was getting my hair done a lot by them. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of heat. So yeah, that's kind of what made me just decide to finally just go all the way natural.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, and not to say that, like, you know, I don't appreciate my hair being straight. And I think that's the thing, beauty about black hair is that like, we can do so much with our hair. Like we can style it in so many different ways. We can have it in its natural state by just washing and leave, you know, putting a puff, whatever going out. Then we can twist it and, and braid it in different ways that make it come out curly or wavy or whatever and then on top of that you know you can get your kind of your braids you know your your box braids your uh cornrows your uh marley you know whatever you know whatever kind of different braid style there's out there and then on top of that you can still straighten it and it looks good and they all look good and they're all beautiful and um it it just sucks because you know going back to that word tamed is that like you know, it's definitely, we're definitely seeing a change in the movement. Like a lot more women are rocking their natural hair now. They're not getting relaxers. It, you know, we also see a rise in a lot more women getting weaves and wigs and stuff like that too. So it's not saying that there's not a demand for, you know, still wanting, having straight, you know, European centric styles, hairstyles or whatever, but it's not, We're not, like, changing our own hair permanently to look that way anymore, you know? Yeah.
0: Definitely. I think when I got um, to high school, I think that's also what kind of helped me decide, like, okay, I do want to go natural is because Mm -hmm. that it was, like, that's when uh, natural hair started becoming, like, a thing. Mm -hmm. And people wanted to do their hair natural. And so it just kind of felt like you didn't feel like an oddball out anymore because everybody was doing it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, it sucks because, like, you know, certain braids, and this also kind of goes into cult- cultural appropriation. Like, certain hairstyles that Black women wear are, you know, they're ways for us to, make, you know, keep our hair, you know, neat and um, looking good and making us feel confident. But still in the eyes of a lot of, like, soci- like a lot of society, some of those hairstyles are unprofessional, like wearing braids mm-hmm. or wearing your hair out in like an Afro or whatever, like some co- companies and people see that still as untamed hair or people who wear dreadlocks, they think that that's unprofessional for, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and I shouldn't call them dreadlocks. They're called locks. Like people who yeah. wear locks, they, um they can sometimes consider that unprofessional, like just in the military, like you're not allowed to have locks in the military and like they've had so many people uh, like they, they, they put so much restriction on how black women can wear their hair versus how white women can, which is really. Yeah. And
0: it's just, and it kind of sucks just because like you said, like there's so many people get turned down for jobs and stuff like this because how their hair looks, but then, you know, like Kim Kardashian, you know, all these famous people wear their hair like that. And it's like, yeah, it's box. What did she call them? Boxer Boxer braids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, boxers wear their hair like that so that's why they called them boxer braids yeah it's
0: like, and it's just kind of like a slap in
1: the face where it's
0: yeah, like black women men, have been wearing corn rolls. yeah it's, it's corn rolls. <laughs> yeah it's like you know there's kids at school who have been like told they can't wear their hair like that to school and mm-hmm. stuff like that and so it's just kind of like a slap in the face like once again you guys are taking from our culture but you're not getting the us. The downside of it, yeah, yeah.
1: Not getting the downside of it, you're not giving us the recogni- recognition for it. You're renaming something that has been around forever. That's just like the whole thing. Also, with like Miley Cyrus, like everyone makes it seem like Miley Cyrus put twerking on the map. People, black people in the culture have been twerking since our ancestors. Like you know, like that is yes, nothing new. Like, <laughs> but because Miley Cyrus did it in the music video, all of a sudden this is now trendy and cool and all these people want to do it now or they want to parody it, whatever.
0: Yeah. And I sometimes feel like white people just don't understand, like, the problem in it. But for us, like, it goes back to our ancestors. Like, a lot of these hairstyles and stuff, we do goes back to how our ancestors did their hair and things like that and the meanings that they did, like, their hair with and stuff. So, it's just kind of like, it sucks because- Mm -hmm. It's like you guys are taking something that's actually important to us and making it hip, which yeah. is like, what the heck,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it sucks because, yeah, like that reason. And in and, and culture appropriation, so like people sometimes have a mixture of what culture appropriation is and what cultural appreciation is. To me, cultural appreciation is, is if you decide to wear. Boxer braids, boxer braids. Now I'm calling it <laughs> box braids, or you know your hair in cornrows, or you decide to wear bamboo earrings. Or, you know you're trying to copy something that's in the black culture. If you're, uh, you know, t- you know saying, oh, I know this is not for my like you're 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 explaining or you're t- I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but like you're trying like you actually. You get that this is not it your is. culture and yeah, that it's
0: coming from somewhere else.
1: And you're calling it what it's supposed to be called, and you're giving appreciation towards the culture that brought this in, then that's different to me. But if you're ta- like you said, taking so uh, taking an element of our culture and then renaming it to make it fit your you know worlds and what you're making it seem like you created it, and that this yeah. hasn't been something that's going, and you're trying to make it trendy and hip because you think it's cool and stuff like that, then that's where I think. The differences between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation, um, and so people have to be mindful of that. Like, you know, you just you can't sit here and, you know, appreciate the the culture. Like, I I, I take pride in being black. Like, I'm, you know, I might not be the most down black girl y'all know, right. but like it, I appreciate it, and I'm a I'm like. Proud to be, you know, black because of how much our culture has like influenced society, even though we don't always get the credit for it, you know, like with music, yeah. with fashion, with the way people talk now, like it it's all a lot of it roots back to black people. <laughs> and- a lot, yeah.
0: And even as I've gotten older, especially coming to an HBCU, there's a lot of things that I didn't even know came from like Black culture Mm -hmm. that I've learned that this is actually like, this actually came from like Black culture. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I feel like I'm fine with people wearing box braids and doing stuff like that. Like you said, as long as you understand and appreciate where it originally came from then I really don't mind it I don't think some stuff I don't I just don't think is the healthiest thing even for like like box braids to me it's just like I don't think that's healthy for yeah. someone with such thin hair like yeah, most white people hair. yeah To do, but I mean as long as you appreciate it and understand where it's coming from then I really don't have a problem with it yeah
1: I don't have a problem with it either I mean to be in my full honest opinions some of the black hairstyles that some white girls or other people who are not black try to put in the hair just doesn't look good. It doesn't like, look it, right. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, so that, like, that's my only thing. Like, you can wear it, girl, but I, I'm just letting you know it don't not look a boy, don't yeah. right on <laughs> you. Exactly. That's how you're, I feel you're,
0: right.
1: And I don't know if it's because, like, we're so used to seeing it on a black person and seeing it on somebody who's not black it just looks weird, or because like because black people have a certain texture to their hair, like it hair it helps, it, it, makes it makes it look better, yeah, it makes it look better, you know. And so, uh yeah, I I don't know, but yeah, like you said, all the same. Like if you if you want to rock a hairstyle, like I don't. Finding a problem because a lot of people try to go back and be like oh well you guys are wearing straight hair weaves that are blonde and blah, blah blah okay there's a different actually rows.
0: yeah there's <laughs> many black people who are born with straight hair because black people were the first race so we have a lot of different like there's so many different forms that's why some black people have bright blue eyes and mm. straight hair or lighter texture Because we came, we're the first like real race, I guess.
1: Yeah. So we
0: just, there's so many different forms of it because when they moved all over the world and stuff, you know, your body had to adapt to where you are at now. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's not fair to say that because there are people that are born with straight hair.
1: There's that. And also there's a difference because, and I'm now I can't think of the word, I know it starts with an A, but it's like- so black people had to can they didn't they had to not a, it's not appropriate but they had to adjust to the times that they're in. So in the and how society looked at them. Society said that black hair, kinky, coily hair was not attractive. So mm-hmm. in order for a black person to quote unquote be successful in life, they had to adapt their hair to the styles that fit the time and what was considered appropriate and professional, which was the baseline of it being straight. Mm -hmm. So we didn't do it because we liked the style. We did it because we had to, that's how we needed to survive in this world. And so there's a different, we're we're not appropriating. We had to uh and now I can't think of the word, but like we had to we had to adjust to our surroundings in order to survive. In and, order to get jobs and yeah you know you
0: had to you had to straighten your hair. It wasn't yeah. appropriate to wear your hair naturally curly and yeah.
1: stuff. Or they would think that you were trying to stand up against something. You know, there was a whole other like all kind of things. And and now because of that's been so ingrained in our culture and who we are it and even if we don't necessarily have to do it no more, it's so ingrained in society to wear we- weaves and you know and all this other stuff that now it's still we still do it to the day today even if we d- don't necessarily have to. And it's mm. all because at the end of the day we made that look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna keep doing it too. Like it, it, it is it, just what it it is. What it is. I mean, black people can literally rock almost Any every day. hairstyle. No, I yeah. feel that way too. <laughs> I feel just because like just like
0: something about like black people's hair is just so amazing to me that there's just so many different hair textures, like Mm -hmm. so many different hair textures and so many different ways you can do your hair.
1: It's just like I I I love it. yeah, and some people's hair is, like, not all one texture. Like, that's what I was, like, explaining at the beginning of the podcast. Like, my hair in the front is a different texture than it is in the back. Like, it's, like, mm-hmm. you know, a different curl pattern than it is in the back. And part of that has probably to do with the sun. The sun hits you more on the top of your head, and therefore it does di- – your hair in the front and in the top does something different in the back. But, like, you know, it, it's just – And in our family, I mean, between me and you, I mean, we have similar textures, but you're like you said, your hair is a lot more coily than mine is. Isaiah's Mm -hmm. is different than all of our. Like it's just so like every family is different, and we all and we all have the same mom and dad. Like it's not like we have different parents, and so it's just just within our own family, we all have different hairstyles and textures and ways of how our hair grows and stuff naturally Mm -hmm. out of our hair, and it sucks because black people get penalized for. How their hair grows out of naturally, it. yeah, is <laughs> it's, it's all the same reason why we get judged just on how we came out, our skin color, how we came out of the womb. Like we chose to be this color, we chose right. that our hair. Like I know. just,
0: right? I was like, mm, hair. I think I want you to grow out straight today. Like that's not how it <laughs> works.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and but you know, all to say that is we there is a change in the air, like. Court, I I can't tell you what the statistics is. Maybe I can look it up real quick about how many what the sales of relaxers are now compared to uh, you know, early 2000s, even. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, I definitely think now it's
0: starting to be more normalized to have natural hair. Like, I think I don't want to say frown upon, but like, it's kind of like when you see. A black girl still getting relaxers and stuff. It's kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. Like you don't wear your hair natural,
1: girl? Like you know now. Like, I let let me to you educate know. you on what you need to do. <laughs> and there are some women, some you know, like everything. Some people take it too far. So yeah, there's some you know natural women who you know are women who wear their hair natural who are like now like these Nazis when it comes to being natural. And yeah. so yeah, if they hear you're still getting a relaxer, they're like, girl, like you know
0: (laughs) what Mm -hmm. is, And I definitely think definitely by the next like generation, maybe like even like when you have kids, our children, like if we have girls, even boys, you know, you have to take care of their hair too. It's like it's gonna be we're gonna know what to do, how to take care of their hair and stuff. And so like the farther, farther it goes down the line, it's gonna be much, much more normal for you to have natural hair.
1: Yeah. And just a quick Google search on this one article that I found it says according to market research, hair relaxers fell thirty eight percent between two thousand twelve and two thousand seventeen. And it's estimated that in twenty that by twenty twenty, relaxers will be the smallest segment of the black hair care market. So mm, just for me, gotta go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the other brand? Was it uh Oh yeah, olive oil I think has their own one too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dark and Lovely, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Dark, Dark and, Lovely. and Lovely. I mean, I don't know, does Dark and Lovely make other products besides relaxers? I don't know. I know I
0: just for them. me does. I've seen um I've seen other products for Just For Me. If it's even, I don't know. Yeah. Does Maybe just Oh, for me I think Dark and Lovely
1: does hair color too, like box color. So they do, they have box color. Yeah, Just For
0: have. Me has like a whole um, curl line so Mm -hmm. because I know them relaxers ain't selling no more
1: (laughs) anyways alright so you want to play your game game. that you got (laughs) Okay, okay let's do this Welcome to America's favorite game show, Millennial vs. Gen Z. The game show where millennials try to prove that they are the superior generation. What are you doing? I'm trying to sound like a game show
0: host. Yeah, that's not working. Wow. Maybe we should just get right into it. Okay. Okay. Okay, guys, welcome back. So for today's game, it's kind of like um, a versus challenge, kind of. We're just going to be comparing different natural hair of like brands, but I'm going to try to keep them around the same price range because I feel like that's only fair, mm-hmm. even though I really don't know the price of some of these um, <laughs> brands. But I kind of know which ones are more expensive than others. Okay. So I think the first product we should start with is Cantu because I feel like everybody knows what Cantu is. So which one would
1: you prefer? Cantu or – well, have you used the olive oil brand, the ORS? Yes. I think that was like – Everyone's first brand that they use when they first go natural, too. Is
0: okay. So I went on Walmart. So they're around the same range. Which one would you prefer, Cantu or olive oil?
1: I I haven't used olive oil in a long time or, but I I would think I would prefer Cantu though. Yeah. Like are we looking at, are we thinking of just as far as like quality too, like versus, are we looking at like, Price, like, am I telling you which one I think is cheaper, or <laughs> which no, quality, like, which one? Quality. Oh, yeah, because this. they're yeah, because they're about the same price. I think they're in the same like price range mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, I think for me, I think it would be Cantu. Um, I know some people say that it doesn't really work on their hair, but I was using that for a while and it seemed fine. Yeah, to me. I, I like still how
0: Yeah, I still use Cantu every once in a while. I like their uh their new hair gel they have. I like that hair gel. Um. Mm-hmm. I just feel like olive oil has a weird smell to it. I don't like how it smells. And it's very heavy. Like, it's Mm -hmm. maybe just my texture. It's way too heavy for my hair. It just weighs it down and it doesn't look
1: good. Yeah, it is thick. I mean, I know, like, they have, like, the squeeze bottle version. I remember Mm -hmm. that's what I was using. And it came out, like, yeah, like, like, lotion. I don't know. Like, it was very, yeah, thick, thick product, but... I used to really like I used to really like their edge control, or egg edge control mm-hmm. when like back in the day. Um, and yeah, I was I was using their curling cream, but uh, yeah, I do prefer K2. Like I said, I think it's just like the smells better. Um, it's a little bit lighter, but yeah. Okay, I agree. So let's go
0: to like shampoos. So have you ever used Carol's
1: Daughter? I think I have one. So I think mom used to have some and I think I've tried it before. Okay. So let's do Carol's Daughter. And then, you
0: know, that brand OGX. Yes. You know okay. About? Yes. They're like in the,
1: like the weird, like the weird shape bottle. Yeah. Yes. I mm-hmm. used to use them too. <laughs> I tried them too. <laughs> okay. And the reason why I so I tried OGX because my best friend at the time used to use OGX and she swore by it. Like she swore that it was like, yeah, yeah. really good.
0: Lately, I've heard that there's something wrong with it though. OGX, yeah, but I, I, oh, sorry, slight. I sometimes use it too. And then, compared to wait, what did I say the first thing was Carol Daughters? Let's just do shampoo. Have you you said you use shampoo, right? Yes, okay. Uh,
1: I haven't used either one in a long time. But I think Carol's daughter costs more, doesn't it? So I would assume that that one was the better one.
0: Yeah, Carol's daughter does cost more. Let's see. Well, the picture. Well, the at Walmart, they're both around ten dollars.
1: Oh, okay. Hmm.
0: Maybe this is like the large bottle. I don't know.
1: Hmm.
0: But they're yeah, they're both around ten dollars.
1: Um, I don't know. I for some reason I still want to say Carol's daughter because I feel like OGX is a little bit more of a all around products, like I feel mm-hmm. like it's not necessarily catered to like black hair or curly hair. Like I think it's definitely. I mean, they have different versions of their shampoo, like for different needs and stuff. But like mm-hmm. in general, I feel like it's a all around brand. Like it's not. It's yeah, kind of, you know, I agree. I
0: black. I use Carol's Daughter, um, not very often because at like the beauty supply store they're like expensive, mm-hmm. but. Um, I do like their products a lot more. I feel that, like you said, I feel like it's targeted to natural hair. Cause I know with the OGX shampoo, my hair gets dried out. Like I have to put Mm. a lot of conditioner in it to make up for it. So Mm. I agree with that one. Okay. Let's move over to
1: conditioners.
0: Have you used that Maui? Mm. Maui? I got
1: samples from uh, Essence Festival before, but I have, sorry, I tried the samples. Okay. From, yeah.
0: Let's do Maui. These are kind of not the same price, but Maui and then Cream of Nature. I know you like Cream of Nature. Well, I've seen I, it.
1: I, yes, I used to I've like Cream of Nature. I've seen you use it. And I still have some shampoo and conditioner in. And we're looking, talking about conditioner now or mm-hmm. conditioner. Uh, I do have it still in my bathroom, but I stopped using it. Not because I didn't think it did a good job, but because it is really thick formula too. And literally in the shower, I'm like having to squeeze it between my thighs to get the product out <laughs> of the bottle. Like that's how thick thick it is (laughs) and it's so annoying because you're in the shower like you're not trying to I don't know it's like it seems like it's a slip hazard to me like I'm working so hard to get that product out of the bottle I don't know if it's the bottle Mm -hmm. it's the formula I don't know something needs to be redesigned and so I like kind of like stopped liking it because of that reason not because it necessarily did anything bad to my hair or anything like mm-hmm. that, but because it was just so hard to get out of the bottle. I'm like, this is so inconvenient. I don't like this. Um, so, um, and I felt when I first got it, when I first started using it, and I was using the curling, when I, I think the first product I used was the curling cream, so it wasn't the sh- shampoo and conditioner. Mm-hmm. I really liked it because of how thick it was, but that was really hard, because it was also in a squeeze bottle too, and it was really hard to get that product out. And... Um, and I, and so that's why I, I liked the curling stuff. and That's why I got the shampoo and conditioner. But then as I'm using the shampoo and conditioner, I'm like, I don't, th- why, what, why, why is this so hard to get out of the bottle? Um, so that's my, um, rant about them. And then Maui, I, like I said, I tried them, a sample packet of them through that I got mm-hmm. from the Essence Festival. And I actually did like it. I wish I had more to like really say that it was good, but like I, I liked it. I liked how it felt. I felt like it was very conditioning and stuff, but I only had like a little sample. So I couldn't even say for sure like if that's you know something like worth yeah. going back to. But the little sample I tried, I actually liked it. So um for me I'm gonna go with Maui just based off of the sample that I had. And yeah, stuff. I've
0: tried um I've tried uh cream of nature and, yeah, like you say, it really is thick. And I really don't like how it smells either. I don't mm-hmm. know. And Maui, I've only tried, like, it of, like, maybe one time. But um, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Maui, too, because I liked... I think it was very hydrating for my hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this brand, I do not know how to pronounce. Um, It's, like... M- Meli, my, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah,
1: Milani. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been the owner of that pro- of that brand before. Before, but anyway. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. There, that brand and uh, Shea Moisture. Okay, I'm gonna go Milani Melini, Mil- whatever Mil- the product is mm-hmm. Um, because uh, that's what I'm using right now, and. um I will say that like the first time I used the shampoo conditioner, all the products, the curling cream, the the leave in conditioner, I did a twist out, and it was like the best twist out I've ever had. I had so many compliments. Everybody's like, mm-hmm. "What? Like, what did you do to your hair? Like, what you put in? Like, I and it, it it turned out so good. And I was like, I I just tried some new products, so I do I I really like them. Shea Moistures, I. I, I've i tried them before, but they're nothing to like scream home. Like, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're basic to me now. I mean, and they used to be like the brand that everybody loved when like the whole natural movement was starting and stuff.
0: Yeah. When I first went natural, I used Cantu, but then um, I used Shea Moisture because one of my best friends at the time used Shea Moisture and she swore by it. But um, I just feel like Shea Moisture, it doesn't do anything for my hair Mm -hmm. and I just feel like I have to use a lot of it to get what I want and Shea Moisture is not um it's not cheap cheap Uh -uh. to be going back to store every other week to be buying hair products yeah so I did like it but it just wasn't worth the price for me so I would Mm -hmm. go with the um Malia or whatever you call it Mm because I have like a mask from them and some conditioner and stuff from them and I really like I really mm-hmm. like their hair stuff.
1: Yeah, and that one, I I'm hoping she still owns. She's the majority owner, but she is owned. It is black owned. Um, it's a woman and her husband, and um, so that's nice, you know. And they they, I remember I met her at a PR event or whatever. She was one of the um, vendors there, and like now she's in like major retailers and stuff like that. So she, they're they're doing good, and I do like them. Um. Yeah, me too. Uh, Shea Moistures, though, I will say, I used to use Shea Moistures like skincare line, their mm-hmm. their charcoal one that they had, and I did used to like that. I mean, I still kind of have it. I still have like the toner or whatever that I use every now and then. I do like, mm-hmm. I did like that, but yeah. As far as their hair products, I'm, mm, yeah, they're they're pricey. I think for no reason.
0: Yeah, same.
1: Oh, um, have you tried Pattern by Tracy Ellis Ross yet?
0: Mm. I didn't even know Tr- Tracy Ellis Ross has a natural hairline.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. It's called pattern.
0: Oh, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, it's um, it's okay. I i tried it. I did like the small bottles because hers is pricey. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the crazy thing is her like her business model was like I'm making like a I want a really good hair products that are affordable, but they're actually really pricey. Like you you have to like either at Ulta, I think mm-hmm. I just saw that maybe now they're at Walmart now too. No.
0: Yeah, Taraji P Henson came out with um some natural hair products too, and I looked on her website. Hers are really affordable, actually, but I yeah, haven't so tried. Like them.
1: She has a um like a shampoo, like a travel size shampoo, conditioner, and like curling cream set that they're like small, they're smaller bottles for twenty four dollars. Mm. Um, I just know that they're like, I think they're like. They're like twenty dollar shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> or oh, like that, that is not affordable. <laughs> uh yeah. So like, and they have come in different sizes. Like she has like the, like the really big ones that you like see at like the um, like at salons, like the the bulk kind or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. like one of her conditioners for medium, the medium condi- conditioner for, because she has different. kind like one for like really tight curls and then one for like medium curls and one for like really light curls and like the medium conditioner for um is $25 and it's a 13 ounce bottle (laughs) 13 (laughs) ounces oh yeah no 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 (laughs) and then the 29 ounce one like the big one the 29 ounce one is $42 so yeah it's not it, I tried it before, just because, like you know, Tracee Ellis Ross and I like love her, but
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: it was it was fine. I, the conditioner was really conditioning; it was very thick. I liked it, it kind of felt like almost a mask, but mm. um, but it it actually came out of the bottle easy, unlike Cream of Nature. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but
0: um, yeah, I think we're getting them all. The only other one I saw was that Camilla Rose brand. Have you seen that brand? And it's like a girl. Oh. Well, I haven't used that either then. But um, yeah, so um that brings me to the end of my game then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other ones, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've tried I definitely have an evolution of things that I've tried. i like there was this one brand that I used to buy that was like at a mall kiosk, and it was fine, but it was expensive and i could not afford that habit so
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i've tried but-
1: i've tried a lot of brands
0: but um i think like the most expensive brand i've done is um what is that called Ooh, We was just talking about it oh my gosh my memory mm-hmm. what is that thing called whatever um that we just Carol's mentioned. daughter. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carol's daughter, I think, is the most expensive thing I use. And I really did like it, but it was just is it's expensive. That's mm-hmm. a if I have the money type of buy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Destiny. That was cool. I mean, so I hope uh, anybody who's deciding to go natural, are already natural and there's looking for some new products, those are some of our opinions about um some products that are out there that are um affordably priced right now. So um, but I guess we can go into hot topics now go. <laughs>
0: Destiny,
1: I love pop culture No, I love pop culture No, I, I love pop culture I love pop culture No, I love pop culture I love pop culture Okay, let's just do hot topics All right, so for our first topic, uh, welcome to hot topics. <laughs> we have uh, Daniel Kaluuya um, on controversies over Black Brits portraying prominent American Black Americans in film, um, and he uh, kind of addresses the drama with uh, Lakeith and *Charlemagne the God* on *The Breakfast Club*. So Daniel Kaluuya, who, if you don't know, he played in—I think his most notable role is um, the guy from *Get Out*. Um, but he is in a new movie called um, "The Judas and the Black Messiah," which also stars Lakeith Stanfield, which I think a lot of people may know him from um, Atlanta, the show Atlanta. With um, Donald he was Obama. in Get Out too, though, right? He was. He wasn't Get Out. He was the guy that um, the first guy that the died. Picture, yeah, he like woke up for a second. He was in that as well. Um, so yeah. So he is Daniel Kaluuya is playing Fred Hampton in this movie and he is i mean you know the credits are saying that this is a really great movie and that he completely embodied the chairman um chairman Fred who the who the movie is about he was a civil rights leader in the black panthers
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and so he Danny Kalua is a, a british uh black actor and a lot of people have had issues with Brits playing um famous american um Black heroes, because they feel like that should go to a black American. Mm -hmm. And so um, he kind of spoke on that, and he just said, on the he was on the breakfast show. um, Dang, the breakfast. Club. Sorry, I couldn't for him. having a brain fart <laughs> on what the name of their show was called. They all, he was on The Breakfast Club and he said, I'm listening to them. I'm not trying to say anything to them. I'm listening. He said during the Power 105s, Breakfast Club, I feel like I'm in a position where I'm about union. Like If someone's feeling a way, I'm going to listen. I'm going to find out how we can come together. And if that's how they feel, there's been a history of people ignoring and dismissing what Black American people have are feeling and what they are expressing. I'm not going to contribute to the culture. So if they're feeling a way, I'm going to listen. I'm here to unite. If they don't want to unite with me, then cool.
0: I feel like well first let me start saying it. those two actors that they have in that movie like I feel like though they pay really good actors because um especially the guy, what would you say his name was? The Keith Stanfield or Dana right. Kalua? Danny, Daniel Kalua he is a very diverse actor and mm-hmm. I feel like he, I, he's a good actor. But anyways, other than that, I feel like, um, I mean, I guess in a way I get where they're coming from, but I mm-hmm. feel like if you're black, you're black. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like no matter where you go in the world, you're going to pretty much deal with some of the same things.
1: Racism, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's a it's not like he's a caucasian man out here playing yeah. <laughs> a black person like he's black at the end of the day and he can still I feel can the same right. feelings that any other black person feels from america or not
1: yeah i agree i think i think people are being a little too sensitive but at the same time i agree you know you know it would be nice to see an an american a black american play this role or whatever that'd be cool mm-hmm. but i think for me it's like he's a good actor like and he i think when it comes down to it they wanted to be pick the per- person that would most embody um this character and this person in real life you know so like it didn't really matter that he's from britain or not because he just is a and a, he's an established actor who they wanted to play this role. So, like, despite from where he's from, he's established good actor. He's Black, and he did really well playing this character. And so I think that's all what really matters. I mean, like, just trying to think. I mean, I guess they could have picked up an unknown actor who's up and coming and give him his chance or whatever. But, like, out of all the Black actors that are out there in Hollywood, American Black actors right now, like, they're, you know, who was established, Daniel has a resume. So why not him play the role? Like, I just don't, I know a lot of people have felt the same way when, um, I forget her name now, but she was, um, the lady who played Harriet Tubman in the Harriet movie. They felt the same way. They didn't like that. She was, um, a British woman playing, um, Harriet Tubman. And I don't know. I,
0: and honestly, I, honestly, I, I feel just feel like, aren't
1: you guys happy that we have stories black about these black heroes? Exactly. Like, yeah. like I'm pretty sure Harriet
0: Tubman is just happy to have a movie. I don't think she yeah. <laughs> cares where the black actress comes
1: from, right? Like in the big span of thing, like where does it matter where the actor <laughs> was born? Like you know, right. as long as the story's being told. Um, but while he was also on that, um interview uh uh charlamagne the god asked daniel if he looked at lakeith differently for playing william o'neill too well um and daniel asked him um why if the questions stem from an ongoing beef with him and lakeith and charlamagne said he never had an issue but he does feel like he was born to play that role and of course, Daniel kind of shut it down before it got any further than that. But Lakeith responded by saying on a post, he said, hoes. That's what hoes do. Get sunned by reality. Get off me, bro. You lame. Daniel ain't no idiot. Leave me, be dog, and find somebody else. And so, like, I guess with the beef happened from like 2019, like uh, Charlemagne has like this segment where he gives someone the, the title of Donkey of the Day. And he gave Lakeith the that title one time because he said that. Outlets like the Breakfast Club is are anti-black, and um, and so that's why I guess Charlemagne the God gave him that title. Mm. But uh, Daniel was saying that like, well, Lakeith has gone on to and said that like this that role was really hard because I guess um, the character that he's playing is an informant trying to like break up or get the Black Panthers in trouble, and it was really hard for him to play that because he that character was against you know everything that he actually stood for in real life and had to go to therapy because of how like it was like messing with him like that so um it, it's i don't know it's i haven't seen the movie but i have heard it's really good it's on hbo max if yeah you i want to see it Hmm. so um yeah i mean both of them great actors you know, give them all their roses. So who, who cares? <laughs>
0: yeah, um,
1: and so uh, moving on to some other good news, Naomi Okasaka wins her 2021 Australian Open and claims her fourth Grand Slam title. Um, so she uh, is becoming the new tennis queen and she um, defeated Serena Williams there in the semifinals earlier this week. And now she reigns supreme as she just won the 2021 Australian Open. Um, she's a twenty-three-year-old tennis star with her second Australian Open, her fourth Grand Slam title. She defeated Jennifer Brandy in a 6'4, 6'3 in women's singles final and under a half an hour, which I don't know how to play tennis. Don't know the rules of tennis. I'm assuming that's really great because they <laughs> said that this score was done within a half an hour. So congratulations to her. Um And she knowing Naomi is four and O in major finals, making her the first female tennis player to start yeah. her career that way. Since Monica S- sales, who did it 30 years ago. Um, yeah so she's amazing, yeah. and
0: yeah like i said i don't I don't know anything about tennis, but she's amazing, and I love what she stands for, and that's so I, that's
1: yeah, that's good
0: news to hear this lovely black History month,
1: yeah, yes, <laughs> and if you guys don't know, Naomi is half Japanese right, and half mm-hmm. Haitian. I think her dad's mm. Haitian or he's from the Caribbean. So she's half Japanese, mm-hmm. half black or whatever. And um, so, yeah, I mean, go ahead, girl. Represent her. Right. And she's going to be representing. Well, she's supposed to represent Japan um, in the Olympics, the Summer Olympics. But um, hopefully she'll still get to do that when they bring the Olympics back finally. Um, and so, yeah, she's like I said, she's just so humble. She's so um, grateful too. like, you know, Serena Williams is her like idol and she's beat her twice now and i know and each time she's just like you know she takes it in such she's just takes it with so much grace and respect and like it's never like you know it's just a it's just and it makes it seem like it's such a friendly competition and like they elevate each other like you know she i think wanting to be her idol and wanting to to play against her has just made her a a better player overall um But yes, it's, it's, it's great to see, like I said, this young woman, she's very young. She's only 23 and, um, her boyfriend, YBN Corday congratulated her on her big win. He said he didn't really know who she was. He didn't know that she was a big tennis star until he started dating her. He said, it's just, he's never been into tennis and, uh, Except, you know, he all he knew about tennis, you know, was Ver- v- Venus to Serena just because of who they are. That's whoever, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but he's super proud of her and happy he shot her out on, um, uh, on his, like I said, his
0: IG. Yeah, so.
1: it's just so weird
0: to me that that's her boyfriend, like, yeah,
1: I know, it's so
0: <laughs> but <laughs> I would yeah,
1: have he's to be a rapper for some reason, but mm-hmm. hey, cool. but he's
0: <laughs> very supportive of her. Um, her career and that's mm-hmm. a good thing
1: yeah okay so last story i have for you which has been everywhere which already was been speculated but it is a official kim has filed for divorce from kanye and it is reported that there's some mixed reports that he's doing fine like it's amicable. but then there's some other reports saying that he's not doing well after with the split um so after weeks of speculations and last-ditch effort, family vacations, um, Kim and Kanye have filed for, for divorce after seven years of marriage. They have four kids, North, Saints, Chicago, and Psalm, all ranging between the ages of seven and one. Oh, um, it is reported by TMZ that Kim Kardashian has filed divorce Filed to divorce Kanye after almost seven years of marriage, but um, sources are saying that it is an amicable divorce, as it can be. Kim is asking for joint legal and physical custody of the four kids. Um, Kanye was fine with joint custody agreement. And we're told both Kim and um, Ye are committed to co-parenting together. There is a prenup. And and we're told neither party is contesting it. In fact, our sources are saying that they already are far along with reaching a property settlement agreement. Um, you know it's clear that last year uh, things got pretty rocky between the two. Um, Kim flew to Wyoming where Kanye has decided to pretty much live full time last year, and after his shocking rant in presidential rally where he aired out their abortion business and, um, and some, and some stated other controversial beliefs. And, uh, I don't know if you remember, there was like pictures of Kim, um, and Kanye in a car and it looked like like they were having an intense argument where she was crying and stuff. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people are not surprised because of just, like you said, last year with everything that happened, what he said, like he, she's been dealing with a lot of his like ups and downs as far as his, um, you know, bipolar disorder and stuff like that, which is, I mean, that's not to take lightly. Like, it is very, I'm sure, very, very hard to deal with somebody who is dealing with something like that. And then on top of that is, like, on and off wanting to get help on it. Like, so it's like, you know... That's my thing. It's like, I'm pretty
0: sure she's not... They're not getting a divorce because he has bipolar. I'm pretty sure it's because, from what I understand, is he doesn't really... Want to get the help, or he's not getting the help he needs, and you know she has four kids, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't want to deal with four kids plus her estranged husband. If that's what estranged means, I don't know. Okay. I feel like it fit good mm. in that sentence. Her <laughs> estranged husband, and you know, and then just being the Kardashians and how they don't really spill their business out like that. I. I I knew it was coming, and I don't know. I just feel like that sucks. They have four kids together. They have yeah. been together for seven years, and you know, like her whole makeup brand,
1: K K K K W W. Yeah. So, like, you know, yeah. and I, no, I wonder if she's going to keep that name, if she's going to turn to. K-K. I hope she. Doesn't, I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She kind of needs that W because K K is supposed to K K K. Yeah. Um. So, mm. Yeah, it says that, in, that insiders explain that Kim was just tired of waiting. She's, she tried to give it a chance. She wanted to do it last year. She gave it plenty of time, but it's just time to move on. And, you know, before you start thinking that this is something to Jeffree Star, um, there was no affairs. No one did anything bad. They just grew apart. Um. And like I said, some people are saying that everything is amicable and they're, they're doing fine. But then, um, other sources are saying that Kanye is not doing well. They said he is anxious and very sad. He knows that the marriage is over and there's nothing that he can do re- that can be done right now. He also knows what he is losing in Kim. Um. And they say Kim is definitely sad, but she feels confident in her decision to divorce him because she knows that's what's best for her and her family. She's already felt like she's been divorced for months now. It's been a long time coming and she's relieved to be able to finally move on. Um, However, a secondary source is saying that Yeezy is upset about it deep down. He didn't want to go through with the divorce, but agreed. It was for the best. The same source continues. He wishes they could have made it work. They came to agreements on all fronts. And Kanye was understanding of Kim's wishes. So uh, one of the things I think that they're going to probably have like a contention about, though, um, as far as property goes, is that the house in Malibu. Is it Malibu? Uh, Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. The house in um, Calabasas is... Um, the she actually, as oh, this is weird, great, weird arrangement. She owns the land that the house is on, but Kanye owns the house itself, and so she wants, um, <laughs> she wants that property because that's where her kids go to school and everything. That's where they live full time, and so uh, there's going to be interesting to see how that's going to work out. Why them. would they do that like that? I, I don't know. That's weird to me too. I was like maybe she likes the land. And he was like, "Okay, well, you buy the land, and I'll I'll buy the house." Cause, I mean, so what is he going to another- do? Just uproot the house to another? I don't, like I that, don't know. I said. don't know. I I think that they have to come to an agreement that she gets to keep both the land in the house. I don't know. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, if that's your kids' home, like, why would you take away your kids' home? But you know, I hope like, she
0: redecorates
1: that thing. house.
0: Yeah, is that I, the house feels- that's like a museum?
1: Yeah, I like, do feel like maybe that was definitely Kanye's style, but Kanye. um, I don't know. Yeah, I
0: mean, I feel like, you know, a marriage can only take so many hardships mm-hmm. before it's over. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I see Kim Kardashian, like, getting remarried or anything like that. Like,
1: shoot, I don't know. I mean, she's. this is her third marriage, so... Yeah, married, so it's hopefully, me maybe this one will be like, okay, maybe marriage is just not for me, because, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I want to know, like, what her, how, like, her style is going to change up, too, because, you know, Kanye, like, influenced her a lot with mm-hmm. how her brand, how she dresses, like, the min- minimalistic style, like... That they've like kind of adopted, I feel like it's all like a Kanye. Like, in some, interesting. Yeah. Like you said, like is she gonna redecorate? How she's gonna dress? Is it gonna be I, different? Yeah. Like,
0: if they're still gonna, um, you know, is she still gonna on the show? They wear a lot of like his Yeezy stuff, his clothes, mm-hmm. and she's. Is that still gonna be going on, or is it gonna kind of be like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you don't know, mention it? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Because
0: yeah, they're know. just very. They're very. I don't know. They're very private but public people and like Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that was I think she's one of the things I was reading is that she's she's doing fine. The only thing she is worried about is her privacy throughout this whole thing because like you said, they, they're very good at picking and choosing what they want the public to know about them. Exactly. And um when it comes to her marriage, like she's always been very private. Yeah. On that. Even
0: even after he's had his episode, she kinda only said like You know, even after he put the whole abortion business out there that he has mental illness and mental illness is real, she never really addressed the whole abortion thing or anything like that. So it's just going to kind of be weird to see what, well, I mean, I guess there's not really a show anymore, but. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, you know, they have like a deal with Hulu now, so they might have a show on, on there. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I guess at this point, this is the best time for for her to get her divorce because she doesn't have her show. She doesn't have to talk about it and she doesn't have to broadcast it to the world or have it be filmed or anything. So she can just take care of it behind closed doors and stuff. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I do feel, though, like if Kanye and Kim didn't work out, I don't know who else is going to fit. I feel like, like they're, they're the most... Yeah. Narc-
0: narcissistic, whatever.
1: Narcissistic, yeah. Like that's no what one I love them themselves, it. like they they were meant for each other because they're the both so narcissistic, so you know, bougie, bougie, and and you know, they love the public eye. Like they just seem like they fit each other's lifestyles. So it's gonna be like who who would fit a Kardashian lifestyle? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. After like. So I don't know. But anyways, that's all I have for you this week. Um Yeah. <laughs> How's everything going on at school? Give give everybody an update, Des
0: <laughs> Um, doing good. You know, mm-hmm. I work now, so
1: Yeah. Trying to balance it all, but mm-hmm. it's going good. That's good. Well, we're good over here on the home front as well. So uh but I think that's it for this week's episode. So, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody listening and um, continuing to listen. Um, Again, as always, give us five stars on Apple um, Podcasts. Um, don't forget to subscribe um, wherever you're listening to. Share it with your friends. Let the world know about us if you enjoy the show. Yes, thank you. And make
0: sure you guys follow us on Instagram at 2gens1pod.
1: Yep, and so um, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.